0: welcome to the Euro Trips Across the Pod podcast. It is officially playoff football and we are here for your wildcard round review and your divisional round preview. So this week I'm joined for now by two Steelers fans, both, both called Freddie. So I'm with first of all Steelers fan Freddie Harper-Davis who you probably know from the NFL UK community and also Freddie Hall from the Franchise Tag podcast. How are you both today?
1: Doing all good. Thanks for having us on, on, Andy. I mean, the amount of times that I've messaged people or arranged people to come on my podcast and they think I'm Freddie Harper-Davis is, is very confusing. So we, I don't think we've ever actually done a podcast together, so it's, it's quite a meet-up. It's finally a meet-up, but uh, yeah, I have to reassure them that uh, I'm, in fact, Freddie Hall, not Freddie Harper-Davis. I mean, you, you're quite controversial in the UK podcast NFL groups apparently I I, I hear you you very active on Twitter obviously and stuff like that and you uh you're definitely not silent about your Steelers uh, opinions either which I do agree with quite a few of them to be fair but it is much fun to see reactions from other Steelers fans <laughs> yeah
2: um I, well I don't try and be controversial but <laughs> I, I just <laughs> it is what it is um no, I think people must be more relieved coming on your podcast, realizing that they're with the better-looking Freddie. Uh but uh, it it is what it is.
0: And we were also due to be joined by another member of the franchise tag pod and another former uh, guest on our pod, Adam. But he has had some sound issues, so he may come on later on, but he may not. Uh, but we will try, if not, to get some sound bites from him to add to the podcast after the recording. Um, but as you're both Steelers fans, we may as well start off with um, the Steelers game. So uh, one of the games on the 1am oh, this morning, we witnessed the Steelers lose very heavily to the Chiefs in what appears to be Ben Roethlisberger's last game as a NFL player. Um, so I'll get both your thoughts on this, boys. Uh, firstly, we'll get from you your thoughts on the game itself, but then also, uh how how will you remember Big Ben as he see Mickey goes into his uh, retirement retirement home? Um, we'll go to you first. Uh, What's we'll, we'll go to you first, Freddie Harper Davis? Um, yeah, what were your thoughts overall? Um, yeah, well,
2: I mean, defensively, we we started the game really really well. We seemed to come up with a scheme that could keep Patrick Mahomes and the the Chiefs offense very quiet. Um, TJ, what Cam Hayward? Alex Highsmith, they're all make, making good plays um, Minka Fitzpatrick again with some key tackles um, the only issue was that our offence was literally doing nothing um didn't matter what we tried, whether it was run game, the short passes and then um, some really odd play calling where you're third and two and you decide to throw a deep bomb to chase Claypool it's just it was it a bizarre, bizarre offensive scheme um as I, I I mean it's not a massive surprise for those who have watched much of the Steelers this season that the offense has not not really got going all year um the offensive line was getting pretty beaten up and uh Ben was having to throw balls so quickly that I mean it's as much as I am not a fan of our uh offensive coordinator and have made that quite clear this season. Um, I don't think it, I think with the fact that the plays get broken up so quickly because the offensive line is just so poor, I'm not sure there's much that you can really do creatively that can get the best out of this offense. Um, but eventually after seven or eight punts in the first half, we just ran out of steam and uh, the the Chiefs just ran straight through, went straight through our defence um interestingly mckinnon who's been very quiet for the last two or three years because he's been injured so often uh, absolutely gashed our uh, run defence which is uh, certainly uh, the run defence has been particularly a uh, surprise how bad it has been
0: yeah and we'll go to you Freddie, because of course um you there were you obviously the be... You lost the Chiefs You then go on to the next round and they do play the Buffalo Bills, Uh, more on them later on. But they, of course, they are the number one defence in the league. And obviously in this game, it was clear to see that your offence wasn't quite working. So do you feel in terms of the Chiefs that the fact that, you know, for the first bit, you were actually troubling on defence. You saw the, the, the fumble and the recovery from TJ White in the end zone. So do you feel that this game showed to the NFL that, with a better offence and a defence as good as um, the Steelers have been this year at times, that the Chiefs can be stopped? Or do you feel that the Chiefs were just too good for the Steelers and uh, they'll be too good for anyone else they play? Or do you feel that that game has shown sort of a blueprint as to how to beat them if you had a better offence?
1: I think it showed what the problem has been with the Steelers all year, which is a a decent defence with an inspiring offence. And the Chiefs we're in the NFL, well, in the NFL UK team, we're very recency biased and we, can, we can completely forget the Kansas City Chiefs for the first five weeks were awful. They were not good. The defence wasn't good. And Mahomes wasn't really playing up to to a level that we know he he can play to. And it, they've now got the ball on and now they look like a, a lot more like the Kansas City Chiefs team that we know. Um I, I think they are beatable. I think I think any team's beatable in in the playoffs. And I think if uh, if one team is going to do it, it could be the Buffalo Bills because they are they are on fire as well. Um, I don't think we necessarily have found we have made the blueprint for this is how you beat the Chiefs for for the rest of the the rest of the playoffs. We just did what we do well, and our defense on its day is a very good defense. The problem is, it's not our day very often. Sometimes you know it's all well and good. We have TJ Watt who has matched Michael Strahan's um, sack record in the NFL. And and Mink Fitzpatrick is a hell of a safety, but he's not been, in my opinion, as a good a safety as he has been in previous years this year. And again, our run defense has been awful. We made Jerick McKinnon look like Saquon Barkley in his prime last night. He looks so good. Um, and we didn't trouble the defense. We didn't trouble the Kansas City defense at all. And you, if you want a blueprint to beat the Chiefs, you need to have all of that all together. And our offense, it was exactly the same as it's been all year. Uninspiring. I think Naji Harris is injured personally. He didn't look good. He came off the field for a lot of the snaps later on. I think he was injured from the start. Chase Claypool, big player. Clay is turning to run down the field and, and but not falling over. He competes for a lot of catches and but it's looking for the flag a lot. It's not really using his talent. Deontay Johnson dropped two very easy balls very early on. Um, and a better a better offense will trouble Kansas City because I think they, they have a decent defense and they have a very good defensive line specifically. But I think they they can they can be beaten. They've been it showed at the start of the year that they they aren't all that at times. The um, problem is they have now got the ball rolling and uh, what time to get the ball rolling going into the playoffs when you need it most. So the Bills and the Chiefs will probably go to that later. I'm sure it's gonna that's going to be an exciting matchup. Um, a better quarterback. Any other quarterback, actually, of the Ben Roethlisberger will give the City Chiefs a, a good go.
0: And you mentioned Ben Roethlisberger, because he seems to be uh, you know, retiring. This, this seems to be his last game in his career. So um, we'll, go, we'll, we'll, we'll stay with you, Freddie. Um, how are you remember member Ben Roethlisberger? How are you... Because obviously, I imagine it will be your first season next year uh, not having Ben Roethlisberger in a team. So would it feel odd, or um, are you... Interesting to see who the new callback's going to be. How are you feeling about the whole Ben Mothersberger retirement?
1: My, prob- my problem the whole time has been the lack of succession plan, has been the problem that the Steelers have not identified this early enough. I, I-, I said it and it-, it was not that popular at the time because I-, and I still don't think it is that popular because he's not been an incredible success story in Philadelphia. But in the second round, I wanted to go Jalen Hurts. Instead of Chase Claypool, I didn't think Chase Claypool was on the radar, but I went to go Jane Hurts because I thought, well, at least there is some sort of succession plan. There's a player there who has some tools that we haven't had for, we've not had the whole time, big beds there, which is, you know, mobility, but with that good arm as well. And I, I, I look at it fondly, but the problem is it's it's been tough the last three years because the the... The, um, the trend in the market for quarterbacks now is that big arm but mobile style. We're seeing it with with Joe Burrow. We're seeing it with, um, with Patrick Mahomes, with Josh Allen. And we've just not had that. And the arm, though he it, it, it has got the deep ball ability occasionally in games, he has one or two big throws a game and that's sort of it done, really. And then it's all the short play. When that started happening, I was happy for us to do the style of offense that we have been doing, which is a bit dink and dunk, short yard gainage, if it can win your games, it wins your games. That doesn't, I'm I'm fine with that. It don't always look pretty, but I'd be fine if we're winning games. The problem is that's then not been translating into winning games. And it's just looked, it's just looked old on the field. It feels like Big Ben in in age with Brady being 44, he looks a legit old man amongst all these quarterbacks now, because it just doesn't, it doesn't look pretty. And that's what's been tough as a Steelers fan for the last few years, seeing that. So, spond because of the Super Bowls and the success that we had early on with Ben, but these last four years, really, it's every Steelers fan has been wanting a little bit of a succession plan and a bit of a, well, what's next after this? We're now in a situation where it is a, what's next after this? And really the, the options are Mason Rudolph, Dwayne Haskins, or we go out in the draft. Um, we could go and trade, but we don't have a history of doing that all the reports i'm reading all the things i'm hearing is it's going to be these two we're going to draft someone and it's going to be a let's see what happens i don't mind that i don't mind having a bit of a bridge quarterback thing if we want to wait around for the next sort of elite quarterback draft that happens i'm, I'm happy with that as well um but it's a little bit in my mind too little too late with how the Steelers have have, have run this with big ben
0: other freddie um who would you would you go the draft route or would you go free agency? Uh, if so, who would you target if you were the Steelers? I agree with Freddie. To be honest, I think it's a it's a tough. There's
2: there's not an awful lot in the market. Um, the and I the issue with the Steelers, and particularly on that offense, is that the offensive line is just it's dreadful and. I think with the cap space we've got, we've got a fair bit of cap space this coming season. But I think I I agree. I think Mason and Haskins are the most likely. Um, And then they just they just spend the money where it should be on the offensive line. Try and build together an offensive group. It doesn't then matter too much who the quarterback is for one year. Um, My only issue with that is that our defence on the other side, you've got TJ Watt. Minka Fitzpatrick, Cam Hayward, they're all in their primes and you you don't really want to waste your time that you've got with your defence because as we've seen I think 2017-2018 seasons we had a really good offence but the defence was really bad. We skipped forward a couple of years and we had a not great offence but the defence is really good so it's trying to find that balance where you've got both sides of the ball are good enough for you to actually challenge with the with the with the top teams in the league, um if you're looking at the free agency market, there really isn't a great deal that I would want that's a massive upgrade on what we have maybe mariota um for a year um i mean i't I, Jamie Swinston's a free agent, but I think the saints will keep him quite frankly um and the other the only other real options is trading for somebody like a a Jimmy Garoppolo or if the Raiders move on from him, somebody like Derek Carr. But I think I think they're probably quite unrealistic, really. I think the future probably is for a year. Um, Mason Rudolph and Haskins, maybe somebody like a Kenny Pickett or a Matt Corral in the draft.
1: Sorry to add on to um, Freddie Harper Davis's point there. Um, I, I don't think we. I, I think we don't necessarily need, and you know, a Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen to through the door. I think anything serviceable will do Steelers okay for a little bit. And, and you know, you look at Jimmy Garoppolo, how he's played with the 49ers overnight. I, I would put Jimmy Garoppolo, Dak Prescott, Baker Mayfield all in the same bracket of serviceable quarterbacks. And I, it's weird, it's because I had this conversation, so that's why it's a bit fresh in my mind about it all. But you go for someone like Jimmy G, yeah, it's not a world lights out quarterback that you trade him for or, or you somehow get him, you know, in some way to the Steelers. But if you have that serviceable quarterback, it means that we are not losing out on that defense that is coming into his prime. Um, so it's whether they want to go down that route, but I, I think uh, Freddie Hub Dave, is, is completely correct about, you know, we could look at Kenny Pickett. We could look at Matt, Matt Corral in the draft. If, if we get that, if, if they drop that low, um, the, 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 there are options. I just think it, as realistic Steelers fans, I feel me and um, Freddie are, we're not trading all our first Russell Wilson. We're not going to try and get Aaron Rodgers from Green Bay, Deshaun Watson and things like it. They are dream... In a dream world, that would be great. Um, obviously, Adam has, has joined us along, and he'd, he'd be very upset if he saw certain Aaron Rodgers in the black and gold, I'm sure, but... Um, how, how dare you even try?
0: <laughs> Adam, welcome to the podcast. Thank you for joining us, and um, eventually... <laughs> <laughs> Um, I will say, I will say one thing on, on Dwayne Haskins. He, for me, showed a lot of potential at Ohio State and I was someone who's really high on him coming into the draft. And obviously it hasn't worked out for him both on the field and off the field. He's sort of had ish, pers- uh, personality issues as well as um, love and deceptions. But I will say that Mike Tomlin has coached a lot of people with issues like Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, divas like Juju and Chase people. So he's a head coach that has experience in... In working with these kind of personalities, which is something that Jay Gruden didn't have experience in when he was coaching Haskins back in 2019. So I will say if there's any coach that's going to help Haskins fulfill his potential, it is it is my Tom And I do feel given one year, it's given one chance. I think the Steelers are probably accepting that maybe one year. I mean, you've got eight, was it eight wins with Mason was um Devin Hodges and Mason Rudolph? So I think you can probably get eight, seven wins maybe with Haskins if you can sort out his um well, seems to be a lot of his issues in terms of he doesn't seem to want to be an NFL player. He seems very much, he's not quite, his head's not quite there um, for the pros. But I, I guess we'll see. Um, talking of heads not being right, the officiating in the first game on the weekend was, 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 I think, was I think, terrible personally. Uh, the Bengals narrowly beat the Raiders in a game which I thought was one of the best of the whole weekend. Um, but in the end, the Bengals did win and the score was 26-19. to 19. But yeah, I think both teams can be happy with the performance. I think um, Bengals, picky first half, were exceptional. But then second half, they saw sort of allowed the Raiders back into it. And the Raiders really put on a good show, in my opinion. Derek Carr improved, especially in the third and fourth quarter. But it wasn't enough. Um, but obviously the big talking point in this game was the officiating, in particularly the one call where Burrow looked out of bounds. He wasn't out of bounds, but the, the whistle was blown. And I can't think who caught the ball now. One of the Bengals players, and it is is massive controversy because the play uh, we we spoke to Gene Saratow during the game, and there was a lot of looking at the rule book after the game, and it seemed that like that play should have been played dead. And for the Raiders, that's hard that's hard going because they did so well to get back in the game, and that play made all the difference in terms of what's it? It was a seven point game, so it would have gone to overtime. The Bengals may sort of won in overtime, or may have done something in regular time, but. You've got to feel for the Raiders on that one. Uh, We'll go to you first, Adam. Uh, What are your thoughts on this game and the the big call they got wrong?
3: Yeah, I think it's, um, to be honest, the officiating's been pretty poor all season long. I mean, you know, there there used to be a rough in the call. Now it's just, if you tap him, then you get a flag now. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's like there was one on, on car in the game and... They gave her a rough in the passer, and he, you know, he didn't touch his helmet; it he touched his shoulder. So, you know, it's it's a weird, um, it's a weird sort of thing that's going on at the moment when it comes to the officiating. It's uh, I know there's a lot of talk about them. You know, is it should they go full time? Um, you know, maybe that is something that would yeah. improve officiating. Um, the other thing is maybe letting the camera take over more, but then, you know, we all know over here with football at the moment and VAR that that's not necessarily the greatest thing in the world. <laughs> uh, and so, yeah, I mean, that's that's a difficult one. I, I think when it comes to the game itself, I mean, it's a big potential momentum shift towards the Raiders, something like that. I mean, you know, as, as you said, it should have been blown dead and that's the end of it, really. Um so yeah, I feel like that's that's probably where it was. Having said all that, I've I've kind of been on the Bengals train all, all season. Freddie knows that I've been uh, constantly going on about, <laughs> about them this year. And this guy, um, this guy
1: drafted Jamar Chase in the fantasy in our fantasy <laughs> draft, and has just like rode that wave ever since. He just <laughs> loves loves them. I, mean, I he
0: have, I have to say,
3: I have to say, I'm I'm completely behind. Joe Burrow everything, love the personality, love the player, think it's he's doing wonders for that team. and you know there's a lot of um, a lot of okay players there, but they can they can improve. I mean they really can. They can there's a lot of players that they could take out and improve on. And uh, it's probably quite scary for the other two for the two Freddys here as uh, Pittsburgh fans that the Bengals <laughs> are doing what they're doing and how they can they can get better. So, uh, yeah, that's a, a tough one. But I feel the Bengals probably deserved it just. The Raiders always have this ability to trip over themselves. They always manage to lose a game that they shouldn't. And, uh, yeah, I think when you're giving away big big starts like they did, it, it's always tough to come back.
0: Yeah, and I think interim coach Ritz Versace absolutely deserves to um, get the, the role next year. But I can see... You know, my diva's going for a bit more of a glamorous pick. Um, Freddie, you, you, for, for all the people listening, you're wearing an LSU jersey. Is it Joe Burrow on the back or is it someone else? Who have you got on your LSU jersey?
2: Well, it's number one, so you can probably guess uh, who that Jamar is. Jamar Chase,
0: it's a, yeah. Jamar Chase,
2: yeah. It's, it's, I'm in a weird position where I'm a Steelers fan, but I really like both Joe Burrow and Jamal Chase from the fact that they got <laughs> LSU a national championship. And that team's probably one of the best college teams has been well for a very very long time um and not been so successful since um but yeah I I mean the Bengals are so fun to watch it's infuriating because (laughs) they've battered us twice this season um they've played us off the park they're playing really fun football um and it, it hurts even more when you've got players like Mike Hilton going from the Steelers to the Bengals and then balling out for Cincinnati it's
1: oh it's it's excruciating it grinds my gears every game (laughs) when I see him he's so good and we let him walk to the rival it's just awful
2: particularly as that's been such a weakness for us this season and you watch him thinking oh why is it not still our team yeah it really it really does hurt um yeah but credit to the Raiders although this game was pretty one-sided I thought for the vast majority of it the Raiders stuck in there and this, this is what they've done all season. They stuck in there Um, played pretty well. Derek Carr's a, a very solid quarter, but I still think he gets some very unwanted criticism because he's, he's dragged this team from all sorts of issues this season into the playoffs and gave it a good go where a lot of teams in this wildcard round have just been nowhere near the, uh, their much superior opposition. The, the Raiders stuck in there and gave it a, a good shot, but, the Bengals were just a little bit too much. I'm not sure the uh, the the uh, the decision of the blowing early would have made much of a difference, but it was the wrong call. Um, I just can't believe that NFL officiating
0: actually backed backed the officials <laughs> after it when it was that blatant. To be honest. Yeah, I don't know what the people who are meant to be in New York are seeing with that, but. Um... It, it is crazy. And I feel your pain, Freddie. I mean, obviously, as a Dolphins fan, I've always hated the Patriots. It was an absolute passion, but I've always loved people like Brady and Gronk. I don't know why I've always um, enjoyed, I've always liked their personalities as well as on the pitch. So, um, And there's the Bengals, I think they're a team to watch, not only for this season, but I think for the future. they got so many really good young players. Obviously, you've got Bur- Burrow and Chase, you've got Joe Mixon, you've got... Um, Tyler Boyd, you've got on the defence, on the you've got Jesse Bates, you've got um, Hubbard, you've got Trey Henderson, who's been amazing signing this season. He's had an amazing amount of sacks these last two seasons. So I think the Bengals are prime for a, a good run um, for the rest of the next few years and this playoff run as well. Um, another team that could be prime for a run is the Bills. They absolutely demolished the Patriots in Belichick's worst playoff loss as they won 47-17. I mean, until the Chiefs blew out the Steelers, sorry to mention it again, uh, the Bills were seen as the, you know, they were the hot team, they're the one that everyone was talking about, and now the Chiefs have done this, it certainly makes it really exciting, even more than exciting prospect, with them to play next weekend. But in terms of the Bills, I mean, I think personally they are the strongest team overall in the whole AFC, they've got since they're every they're position by position, they probably are the strongest. And they're just, I think that they're really fun to watch. I mean, they had seven straight drives as a touchdown. Uh, Josh Allen looked exceptional. Devin Singletary turned up, so they weren't too reliant on Josh Allen in the passing game. I and mean, then the defence was exceptional as well. And Micah Hyde was brilliant. The whole team just played really well. And um, as a Bills fan, it must be really exciting times. Um, but yeah, the, fair play. And the Patriots, I think, you know, Going into this game, going into the season, sorry, they were, you know, everyone thought they may get the playoffs, and I think that winning run probably did um, give everyone a bit much of a, too much of a false hope and sort of raised expectations when it probably shouldn't have been the case. I think getting to the playoff was, was enough for them with them after losing losing Tom Brady and stuff like that. So. I think still a good season for the Patriots. I don't think they can be too upset about this year because they still done well to get to the playoffs in the first place. Um, going into Sunday, the worst game of the whole playoffs was in fact the Eagles-Bucks game, as the Bucks won 31-15. But for a while, the Eagles hadn't scored a single point. Only really in garbage time they got the win. This game needs no real explaining. I'm tired of seeing Tom Brady win all the time, so I don't want to mention that again. Um, But the game everyone will be talking about, I think, personally, uh, this morning has been the game between the 49ers and the Cowboys. And and a brilliant game. I mean, um, for a lot of neutrals, I mean, most NFL fans who aren't Cowboys fans wanted the 49ers to win, uh, maybe except Seahawks, Cardinals and Rams. But I thought this game was a really good game. And I think that and obviously the big talking point in this game was the ending. Uh, The Cowboys were uh, they were trying to get down the field uh, and they decided to go for a QB draw. With no timeouts left and just 10-11 seconds left. That was the biggest talking point of this game. Um we'll go to you but go to your first, Freddie. We'll go to Freddie Hall first time this round. So what are your views on the game, but and what are your views more importantly on the, the call from McCarthy to um go for that play right at the end?
1: Uh I thought that the I thought the 49ers would win. Um and I thought they'd do it in the fashion but they did do it in. Um I just didn't think that the I thought the Cowboys may have given a bit more at the start, but I, I, I think 49ers have do what, did what they have done all year and what they've been doing for a few years now, which is great defensive play, great running game, serviceable quarterback. And, and then they've had <clears throat> they've luckily had the players a year that have stepped Debo Samuel. Arguably one of the best wide receivers, the best wide receiver in the league at the minute or the most rounded anyway, George Kittle being so great. And they they seem to pull running backs out of nowhere, Um, you know, with Elijah Mitchell, who was here at the start of the year. He's been fantastic. DMS Samuel now slotting into this running back position as well. Occasionally, he's been he's been really good. Um, I, I, I thought it would be a little bit close, and the Cowboys did leave it late to try and get them points back. But it, it this is the story of the Cowboys all year they, they have to have everything perfectly, and, and that's a bit of a cliche because you know every team wants it to all go perfectly, and most of the time when it goes perfectly for a team, they do win. But they, they can't win gritty, they can't win tough, they, they have to have the perfect run game. You know, I've, uh, there's a stat as we go around about is he, if he wishes for X amount of yards, they, they I haven't have lost the game yet. Um, they, they they then rely on Dak. Uh, Dak is not really proving to be the money that they paid for him. Like I said, I had a conversation today say that when we're looking at people like Baker Mayfield and their arguments are saying that Cleveland shouldn't pay him um, and that, you know, he's not really a needle mover... Well, is Dak really a needle mover at this point? Because he's he's really not been the money that he's been worth, and you can argue, oh, well, he's froze for you know he threw for two hundred plus yards I think in this game. He's got CD Lamb and Amari Cooper. Baker Mayfield doesn't have that in Cleveland, and it shows because he hasn't got the weapons. Whereas Dak does have the weapons, and yes, he can use the weapons, but he's not the needle move for this team to win games. Um, their defense is is very boom or bust as well I mean they killed themselves with penalties they just killed the whole game with penalties really they gave San Francisco the points at times and as for the ending I I think it's a lot more talk than it's worth really the QB draw I can see why they did it um you know they what they want to do is quickly get them yards quickly cut the ball and then give themselves some time but it's again the classic cowboys all year mike mccarthy's been game management has been poor all season and it just showed in this game as well the, the ref you could argue the toss about was it Dak's fault he put the ball down should get it straight to the ref the ref should have been there on time and everything like i think it's just fuel for the fire for the cowboys fan, fan franchise to be a bit of a pointing fingers in a different direction to maybe point the fingers themselves are going, well, we just weren't good enough. Yeah. And that's it's quite simply what it re- is really, is the Cowboys were not good at this game. It's been a 49ers team that people may feel like they've snuck into the playoffs, but really I think they have deserved the playoffs the whole year because they've been very good, but they've been in the hardest division in football. So it, it, it doesn't shock me. I don't have much opinion about the, about the ending other than it, it's a bit of a p- finger point to say, you know look over there they 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 screwed us out of time to be able to go and you know win the game with a with a hail mary throw or a long throw would they've really completed would they would have they got to stand? i don't think so they have got the stars to do it but the 49ers just showed in this game that on their day they can they can really bully anybody and they can really really stick it to any team much like uh much like green bay know all about in the last few years Adam A. Eh? so
0: yeah, yeah can,
3: can, I, I would just quickly like to say, there's only really one person to blame, I, I had to suffer nine years of Mike McCarthy there's only one <laughs> person to blame for this, that call that decision to play that quarterback draw at that time is ridiculous, it really is, because you've got two shots at the end zone, and it's not even a Hail Mary, it's not like it's, it's 60 odd yards, they were about 40 out, you know it, it wasn't that bad, so It's a a weird one. He has been pretty poor all season with time management, certain calls. It's not been great. And to be honest, I think, uh, you know, even when you look at it, the penalties, 14 penalties, well, that's all come from bad coaching. That's what that is. It's not anything else. Um, And and that's, you know, that's McCarthy. I I think Dan Quinn has done a reasonable job there at defence. I think he's improved them. But having said all that, they're still still not great. I mean, I, I had a look, they're like 16th against the run, 20th against the pass. You know, th- these are not, they're not great. They're OK. They're better than what they were, but they're not great. So, yeah, I think because of that, there's only one person to blame. And the fact that Callum Moore is just sort of looming there, just waiting to take over, it does make it a bit of a, will they keep him or not?
0: Yeah, and let's put you, Freddie Harper Davis, in the... Let's imagine you're Jerry Jones for a minute, and you sort of were... Oh, great. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, I couldn't think of many great, more better people to be than Jerry Jones, but obviously he spoke publicly about the game, how upset he was with the loss. If you were him, what would you do? Would you keep McCarthy? Would, do, Kellen Moore's been linked with a lot of head coaching jobs. Would you bring him in as the head coach and the OC as well? Or how would you play this if you were Dallas?
2: Um, well, Jerry Jones made it clear last night that he wasn't considering any coaching changes, so I'd expect McCarthy to return next year. Um, but if I'm if I'm Jerry Jones, I've, I've seen enough of McCarthy this year to, well, and with his time in Green Bay to know, he's, he's just not going to get them to where they want to be. And frankly, that is the Super Bowl. They've, they've been away for so long that that's what they're aiming for. And Jerry Jones thought McCarthy would deliver it. He clearly isn't. I mean other than the Raiders I can't think of a team who gets penalized quite as much as the Cowboys and it's all so it's it's not even slight penalties it's just the most blatant things going on all the time the offensive line's not been good it gives gives holding penalties away all the time and they're just drive killers um I, I'm not that I'm not sold on Kellen Moore either there's all this hype about this young up and coming offensive coordinator but it's it's his offense and it's not it's not really delivered this year. I don't know whether that's because Dak Prescott's not the guy he was a season ago because of the injury or whether McCarthy's got more influence in it than we know. I, I don't know, but I'm not as keen on him as it seems most of the league seems to be. I, I really don't know what the solution is in Dallas. They seem to have tried everything and nothing seems to work. Maybe not paying your running back ridiculous amounts of money a year to deliver very little is probably one of those solutions.
1: Yeah. And even look at- here's a thought. Maybe, maybe it's Jerry Jones that's the problem, not <laughs> any of all these other people. It's, it's take a take a look in the mirror, Jerry, and stop stirring the pot and getting so bloody involved with it all the time. That might change the super bowl <laughs> super trajectory if you're on. Maybe just maybe. But yeah. I, I'm not an NFL owner or yeah you know, anything
0: like that. I mean, it's just, there's nothing worse than um, owners trying to um, meddle. to Stephen Ross if we're talking about that. Um, talking, looking at the, the schedule, this win the teams they've beaten they've only beaten two playoff teams. They've beaten they lost to the Broncos and the Chiefs and the Raiders, but they and lost to the Cardinals, that matter. But they the teams they've beaten have been the Chargers, the Eagles, the Panthers, the Giants, the Patriots, the Vikings, Atlanta. The Saints, Washington twice, and the Eagles again, Eagles B team for that matter. So they haven't beaten many of the good teams. I mean, they, all the teams they've played that have been good, they've lost to, apart from maybe the Patriots. But even then, the Patriots weren't exactly, they were just finding their feet at that time of the season when they beat them. And I think this goes down to I'm looking at the, um, the total yards per game, they're not even in the top five or six. Uh, the passing yards, their um, total passing yards, I'm looking. At, well, I'm looking at the the postseason stats. Then the the regular season stats. Okay, they're top two for passing. Um, I might be proved wrong here. Yeah. Okay. Ignore that bit. But um, I think I I think Prescott. I think for me, I said this in the pre-season, Our season preview. That I don't think he's as good as everyone's making it out to be. People are calling him a top five QB. And um, they pay him all that money. And I, I just don't think he's never done it. He looks good against he's seen here he's looked good against the smaller teams but um again see the, in these big games when it's really mattered um he's not well played well and there's only one was it one playoff game in his career uh and it's just i just don't think he's quite the money worth the money they paid i mean he's got cd lamb amari cooper and C- cedric wilson uh, and dalton schultz as well and, and he just doesn't seem to be he had a good fourth quarter in this game but he was terrible in the first half especially he was he was not really... And he only got seven points the first half, 10 points, something like that. I just don't think, or Dak is... is. I mean, for them, there's no one better out there they can get unless Aaron Rodgers wants to go there. But I don't think will what happen whatsoever. But there's no one... But sadly for them, there's no one really better out there they can get, really. So they're sort of stuck with him. Um, I think, obviously, Russell Watson wow. would be an upgrade or something like that, or Deshaun Watson, if he's, um, if he's proved innocent and in all this. But even now, I just don't think Dak is the player we all thought when he got that injury
3: what, what is this obsession with getting Aaron
1: Rodgers leave him alone <laughs> <in> <laughs>
3: green, what's your problem with life? the Steelers and my name
1: he's talking about Dallas now <laughs> <laughs> I mean, would you would you rather him in a Cowboys hat or over in the black and gold is the thing I um, don't think it'll matter he, he's
3: saying that the grass is greener so I think we're going to be seeing Rodgers sticking around for a bit Well really does that
0: mean Miami that mean the green of Miami I mean I sent, I sent, I, sent, I, sent <laughs> him a, I sent him a tweet with pictures of the Miami beach I sent him I told him there's no state tax I hope Hopefully he saw that and thinks right. I'm going to go there now. But um, some part of me thinks he well he wouldn't have seen that tweet I sent him. But um, anyway,
1: <laughs> yeah, we, <laughs> we, me, me, me and we had a Adam is including this group of text tech, chamber we had earlier. But I I, I I read what I said earlier. There, he there he's a service at this point. He is now a serviceable quarterback. And when you look in this league at who serviceable quarterbacks are. You have Dak, Well, this is what I compare these guys to. You have Baker Mayfield, Jimmy G, Teddy Bridgewater, James Winston, Matt Ryan, Andy Dalton, Jared Goff, um, Tyrod Taylor, Tua, and Kirk Cousins. They're all, in my mind, serviceable quarterbacks now. I think Dak is surely in that group now. We can't call Dak this top-ten quarterback. He is not in the same league now as Brady, Mahomes, Rogers, Allen, Herbert, Burrow, and that's just rolling now. That's not me looking at the teams and going through one by one. And he's—they've paid all this money, and it's serviceable. And he's been blessed with having very good weapons there. A lot If he—if him he and Baker swapped, swapped, I think Dallas would be in no different position. I think Baker would do the exact same thing there. I think Dak would do the exact same thing that Baker's been doing in Cleveland. And I think that's the same with a lot of these quarterbacks—is—is—is is, is the situations they are in. Dak is in a very, very good situation and has been really helped by that. I think, now for a couple of years. Yeah, he, he really jumped off the block when he got drafted. He came in for Romo and he, they had that great season. That I, I don't tell that away from him. But at this point now, when Baker's contract's coming up, when people like Goff are in Detroit and Bridgewater gets moved around, it's just serviceable. Now, teams can win with serviceable, but you shouldn't be paying that much money for serviceable in my mind.
0: Hi guys, just taking a quick moment to interrupt the podcast to bring you a message from friend of the show, Nat Coombs, whose podcast, The Nat Coombs Show, I'm very fortunate enough to be a part of on the social media team.
4: Hey gang, Nat here, favour to ask. We are up for an award. Yeah, (laughs) it took me a while to uh, work out quite how the hell that happened. But we are, the Sports Podcast Awards, no less. We are nominated in unsurprisingly the nfl category for best nfl pod how about that how about that so help us out please if you can if you got i reckon it takes about 45 seconds that's my guess to head on over to sportspodcastawards.com you got to register register your email and vote for us as your favorite nfl show it's going to help us because quite frankly we like a bit of chest puffing but also if we win that award we think we've got a better shot of getting drew lock Joe Judge, maybe even Urban Meyer on the show next season. And that is our wish list for next season, as you all well know. So head on over to sportspodcastawards.com, sportspodcastawards.com, and vote for the show. I appreciate it.
0: So now we head on to the divisional round of the playoffs. Of course, one game we have missed out is the Rams against the Cardinals, but that game is on tonight. And by the time this podcast does come out tomorrow... Uh, this game will be over Uh, in terms of the predictions from the last round we all got four points potentially five depending on tonight we also the Rams so our scores will be the same regardless but I said the Bills Bucks Chiefs 49ers Jervain said the Bengals Bucks Chiefs 49ers and Simon said the Bengals Buffalo the Buccaneers and the Chiefs so now we're heading on to the divisional rounds the four games uh, the first game was on a half nine on Saturday it is the four seed Bengals at the first seed Tennessee Titans. And then on um, Sunday morning for us, but Saturday night for American viewers, it is the 49ers, the sixth seed against the first seed Green Bay Packers. And then on the Sunday, it'll be either the Rams or the Cardinals. Uh, who are the 5th and 4th seed respectively. They'll be playing the Buccaneers, who are the 3rd seed at 8pm UK time. And then uh, 11.30pm Sunday UK time, it is the 3rd seed Buffalo Bills against the 2nd seed Kansas City Chiefs. For me, the highlight of the whole whole weekend. Um, So we'll go on to the the first game, the Bengals at the Titans. I mean, I predicted the Raiders last time because I thought the Raiders would be rusty, that the Bengals would be rusty after that uh, week off for Borough. And this is why I think the, the Bengals will, will win this game against the Titans, because first of all, Henry, Henry might be back, but there's no one. No one's going to know how healthy he's going to be, whether he's going to be 100%. Uh, if they had that week half, that buy that you've seen that so many times in the past. You saw it with the Ravens against the Titans a couple of years ago. They had that week half, and they took a while to get adjusted. And the Bengals looked so good at times against the Raiders, that offense especially, I think, can really, can really trouble Titans. So I'm going for a Bengals win. I'm going for a 30-28 to 28 win for the Bengals and they'll be heading to the AFC Championship game. Um, we'll go to Freddie Harper-Davis first. What, what's your predictions for this game?
2: Well, naturally, um, I disagree with you. Um, <laughs> I, think the, I, think the, I think the Titans win this game. Um, it, but it's going to be dependent on how fit Derrick Henry is, basically. Um, but even if Derrick Henry's not 100%, um guys like Devonta Foreman um there's some their running game's actually been okay even without Derek Henry in there um Ryan Tannehill's looked serviceable again he's an he's another one of those quarterbacks in that that list that Freddie mentioned earlier on um but I I just think that this this year is is Tennessee's best chance I mean they're the number one seed um but the only issue there is that all the pressure's on them now because they're not this team now that can just go through the go through the wild card shock the ravens like they did 2 years ago and shock these other teams this is the team now that people are focusing on to beat so the pressure's on them i think they'll deliver their defense is better than it has been before they've got some playmakers on that defense i actually do really like um the thing with the bengal's now they've got to the divisional round um, they're doing better than anybody thought they would at the start of the season. Um, they've got nothing to lose. And that does make them dangerous. The only thing I would say about the Bengals, are I, I just think they're one or two guys short, potentially on that offensive line, because despite the offensive line, Joe Burrow is still performing ridiculously well, but he's still getting sacked a heck of a lot. And on that defense, I do just think they're one or two playmakers short. They've got Trey Hendrickson, who's not... He went he went down injured, didn't he, in the Saturday game, so I don't know how his health... And if he's not fully healthy, then the pass rush of the Bengals is very questionable. Um, and if you don't get any pressure on Ryan Tannehill, ultimately, that's where he can be dangerous. Um, this, this should be a close game. I agree with you on, on that, Andy. I think this will be a game that could either swing either way. But basically, just to be controversial, and um, I'm going to go with the Titans to win this one.
0: And your score prediction?
2: 27
0: 24.
2: I think that's what you said, actually. But
0: <laughs> no, I said 30 28. Um, okay, 27 yeah. 24 to the Titans. Yeah. And then we'll go to you, Adam. Um, what's your score prediction for this game, and how do you see it going?
3: I think it's going to be very close. I think all these games, to be honest, are going to be very close. I am going for the Bengals, so I'm with you. I uh, 24-21. I'm going for. I, I just I like the Bengals. I think they look good. I do agree with Freddie. I think that he's not wrong when they might be a couple of players short here or there, but I don't really think that Tennessee are the best team. Uh, in the league. I think they're they're probably one of the poorer number one seeds that we've had in a, in a long time. Um, obviously, Derek Henry is a massive plus for them. But the Bengals are not bad against the run. You know, they're, they're a decent team. It, it's more that they struggle against the pass in, in a lot of games. And I know AJ Brown's there, but Julio has struggled with fitness. He's, you know, who knows if his hamstring's going to go again. Um, yeah, I, I just kind of feel like that, um, I feel that the Bengals, they've, they've got a bit of momentum at the moment. They're, they're looking good. They are the underdog in this because they're not the number one seed. And that's a, that's a big thing that they can play on. And they have kind of played on for most of this season. They're not really expected to be there. So I think that's a, a massive thing for them. Um, yeah, Tennessee, I I think they're, they're a very workmanlike team. I suppose it goes kind of with the coach. You know, it sort of makes sense. But I just kind of feel that I, I just don't think they're as strong as – I feel like they've kind of stumbled into the number one seed because the Bills and Chiefs have faltered at some point during the season. And uh, in reality, they – in a normal season with the others playing well, they wouldn't have fallen into that space. So I'm going to go for the Bengals.
0: And then Freddie, um, what's your score prediction for this game? Uh,
1: I think both Freddie and Adam make really good points uh, are for either side of these teams, but I, um, I'm really enjoying this Bengals team. Um, I'm a bit worried about them. Not, I don't believe Larry, Larry Ogan Joby's going to be fit for the game which worries me a little bit. Um, and I th- my score really does depend on the rest of the guys who got hurt in that game coming back and being healthy and playing the full game. Because I think, uh, like Freddie Harper Davis said, um, they are one or two players just short in places. But again, I'm not, I'm not on the hype train for the Titans either, like Adam said. Um, I've got 28-20 to the Bengals. I think they'll uh yeah, they'll come out firing. And I think the Times might struggle with that. And I feel like the Bengals that yeah, they're on this train, aren't they? That they're you know, they shouldn't be there, they shouldn't have won the division, you know, two, two years ago. Zach Taylor well, shouldn't have been the coach. Burrow didn't have a full season last year, and now it's like, well, no, look at us. We went out in French, we've got our guys jar chase couldn't catch a cold in winter in the in the start of this in pre-season and was told he was a bust and now he's going to be offensive rookie in the year in my mind so uh, i think the bengals it's going to be tough one but i think 28 20 i think they'll just yeah get past the times
0: brilliant stuff, brilliant stuff. the next game is the 49ers packers um i i love the 49ers story and i all Our regulars will know what I think of Jimmy G and how much I, I back him, but I do think this is probably one game too far for them. I think that with a four times, you have to be perfect, they have to be perfect to do well. They have to have you know that the way Shanahan schemes the players, they um, you know, that, that one inception from Jimmy G could have cost them the game. Um, so I think I, th- I think the pack results will be too strong. I just feel that you know, it's Rodgers with obviously Devontae Adams on and um. I forgot the running back's name now Aaron Jones and they'll see the defense it, it looks good as well and I just think that they're especially at Lambeau Field I just feel they're going to be way too strong for the 49ers um so I'm going to go for a 28 to 17 Packers win um we'll go back to Freddie uh Freddie this time Freddie from the franchise tag podcast um we'll go back to you uh what your short predictions for this game
1: much as I would love to slam my fellow co-hosts on the franchise tag podcast, and the 49ers will will be the Packers will be the whipping boys for the 49ers once again. Uh, I, I, I think it is Green Bay's time. I think they've really they've really taken that next level up this year, especially on the defensive side. Um, I still think it'll be close. I've got winning 26-17 rather than 28-17. Um, yeah, this feels like. The last ride, it feels like the last stance, Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, and it feels like that Varon Rogers Rodgers and Devontae Adams a little bit, even though some convinced he might stay. Um, and I, I think that they are all really bought in, and this defence is playing at such an elite level. Uh, the 49ers will bring it, and I think they'll try and do what they've done in other games against the Green Bay Packers and, and have beaten because of it. But I think Green Bay's got smarter now. I think they've got better. Um, they've got better in every aspect of the game. So... Um, they win,
0: but it's going to be close. And then, Adam, as a Packers fan, uh, are you backing your boys to get the win?
3: You've always got to back the boys, haven't you? Yeah, come on. <laughs> uh, the 49ers scare the bejesus out of me. They really do. They they do not... They just don't... We don't match up that great with them. We never have done. They've got a strong run game. Big, big D line, big O line. It doesn't match up. Um... The only thing is, is that we have improved defensively and that's, that's the difference this year. We've improved defensively. We've improved against the run. And as Freddie said, it's going to be, it's going to be a close game. I mean, I've got them 27, 21 to the Packers. I I think that's, that's probably about where it's going to be. But it's going to be very tight. It's going to be a late night. It's going to be horrible uh, to watch, I've no doubt, because it's just it's going to be one of them games. And I was uh, cheering on the Cowboys at the end because we all know that they are rubbish. So <laughs> we would have done all right <laughs> against them. But, um, but yeah, it's going to be a tight one. But I think, like I say, they've improved on defence and, and that's, the, that's the main thing that will help them against the 49ers.
0: And Freddie, is it a clean sweep?
2: I'm swinging on this one. I i I'm going all the way from a Packers blowout win to a <laughs> Niners slight victory because I, I I just don't know which 49ers is going to turn up. We saw this, we saw this in the, the Cowboys game. The first half, they absolutely dominated it. Hmm. And then you saw a bonehead pass from Jimmy G, and it very, very nearly got the Cowboys out of a rather large hole. Um formed by their inadequate stadium that they kept punting into (laughs) and sunlight going into. I I had to bring that in there at some point. Um, I just think the Packers are just a bit too strong for the Niners. Um, but uh, Adam is, is bang on. The, The thing with the Niners is they've got a very, very strong run game. It doesn't matter who you plug in there. They seem to be able to run the football and that's the Packers weakness is stopping the run. Um, He's, he's right again in the fact that the Packers' defence has improved from what it did a year ago, which is why I have them going to the Super Bowl this year as well. Um, I, I'm i going to go a little bit controversial here and say the Packers win this 37-17. Um, I, I just think that this is the year. They're going full, full throttle. Um, and one guy that hasn't been
0: mentioned that I think is going to have a really big game is AJ Dillon. Hmm. Yeah, I think he's someone who's very underrated. I think he's sort of, you know, because of Aaron Jones, you don't see him too much. But I think whenever he gets, whenever he's given the ball, he seems to most of the time make make it do something, do something good. So I think, you know, I, I think that like he could be a. Yeah, I think you're right. He could be a particularly, um, what's the word? He could be a uh, what you call like a, not like a playoff Lenny, but sort of like someone who you don't expect to do well, and then he just comes out and and gets like one or two touchdowns. So. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully they do get the win. Um, the next game, we're not sure who's going to play in this game. It will be the Buccaneers at home. We know that for certain. But we're not sure whether it's the Rams or the Cardinals. Um, but for me, either way, I think the Buccaneers will win this game whoever they play. I think they'll be too strong for the Rams and too strong for the Cardinals. I think I don't like the way the Cardinals ended the year. I don't like the way they, they finished it. And I, I don't see them even beating the Rams. I think the Rams will win this game anyway. Uh, and then coming into the Rams against Buccaneers, if the Rams do win, I think that, you know, I think Stafford, I think his form in December worries me as well. I think he's not had a brilliant last few weeks. And, you know, I think OBJ has been brilliant. So I think if they do double team Cooper Cup, I think we'll still see the likes of Van Jefferson and uh, OBJ make a difference. And I still think that, you know, I don't think that run game will be excellent. I think they they, they, they brought back Hamakers, but he, probably won't be fit enough, you know, and um whoever, whoever else they play running back, I don't think is enough. Uh, and in terms of the defense, I think that, that Buccaneers defense is exceptional. And I think there's not many better I think in the league per the Buccaneers. Um the, the the linebacker, especially the linebacker core is brilliant. Even you know the nose tackle Vita Veo, you've got, you know, the linebacker you've got Devontae Davis, Shaq Barrett, Devin White, and um, I think you and I, I do like Antoine Wingfield as well. So I they've got I think the Buccaneers have the best all round um, team I think in the, in the NFC um, but yeah so I think either way it's going to be a 24-17 win for the Buccaneers whether it's against the Rams or the Cardinals um, we'll go back to you Freddie Harper Davis or Freddie HD um, how are you seeing this game going in terms of whether it's the Rams or the Cardinals against the Buccaneers I
2: actually I, I, I actually think it makes a huge difference on who it is I mean if it's the Cardinals I think the Buccaneers are too strong for them. Um, And I think that ultimately, I've said this quite a bit, I'm not his biggest fan. I think Cliff Kingsbury will be the guy who lets the Cardinals down. Um, If it's the Rams, however, because I'm more worried about the Rams at home than I am away from home because there is so much pressure on them this year. They're a win-now team, much like the Cowboys have been. The expectation is all on them. Um particularly with the Super Bowl also in LA this year. Um so I think they'd be far better off playing away from home in somewhere like in somewhere like Tampa than they would be at home against the Cardinals that we did don't at this minute know what the score will be. Um the other thing that needs to be mentioned is if um if Kristen Wirth is not fit for the Buccaneers, that is a huge, huge loss at um at right tackle. Um because we saw when he went down in the game against the Eagles, all of a sudden Brady was getting hit consistent, consistently from that side. Um, he would be a huge loss. And when you've got the Rams defensive line, um, I, I think there could be trouble. So if it's the Rams, I think they beat the Buccaneers in a bit of a shock win. But if it's the Cardinals, I think the Buccaneers are too strong for them. It's very strange doing this on the on
0: on a Monday when
2: you don't actually know who it is you're playing. I quite I quite like this little uh, a little twist.
0: Yeah, it's like a little um, what's that film um, like a, like a little butterfly fact, isn't it? You don't know who's going to play. It's all very strange, but whoever's playing Buccaneers, please win. Because as a Dolphins fan, I'm tired of seeing Brady win every year. So I'm just saying, whoever you are, please, please, please beat the Buccaneers. I don't like the same team winning it twice in a row. I just don't like the idea of the same team winning it. So I want someone different. And please, either of you, just beat the hell out of the Buccaneers. Get them gone. Get them forgot about. And we'll move on. Um, Adam, going back to you, um, a team that will most likely be playing the Packers in the conference championship game. Um, How do you see this game going, whoever they play in, in the divisional round?
3: It is very tough, not knowing who they're going to be playing, obviously. But I have to say I've I've been around too long not to continue back in Brady. Um if if you go against him, you'll end up getting burnt, which is what normally happens. So yeah, I I personally think whoever whoever the Bucks play, I think they'll win. Um having said that, I agree with Freddie. I do think if the Rams win against the Cardinals, then they're going to be a lot harder to beat than the Cardinals. But um but I still think that the Bucks are strong enough. Uh, it doesn't matter who the offensive weapons are that are out there. Brady will find them. And yeah, they, they just have a, a good solid team. You know, said from the beginning that I thought they'd probably go back and, and do it again. You know, I'm, I'm kind of the pessimistic Green Bay fan. So uh, that's, that's why I sort of like, I, I just feel like they've got such a strong team there and like I say, you can't you can't back against him really. Um, but yeah, I I think the Bucks will probably take it.
0: And then finally, our other Freddie, um, how do you see this game going in terms of whether it's the Cardinals, whether it's the Rams?
1: M- much the same as the guys, to be honest with you. Um, I think the Bucks come out of this winning. Um, I think the Rams will be a harder game. However, there's good matchups there. You know, like real good offensive line, real good defensive line on both sides, both of both teams, which would be good fun to see, you know, both got good weapons, both got good defensive backs. It, that, that would be a more interesting game. I think the Cardinals are just a one step away and have been really inconsistent over the last few weeks. Um, but yeah, I'm betting against Brady. I think, uh, I think the Rams books game would be a closer game, but I think Brady comes out of this on top.
0: Yeah. I think if anyone, you know, if anyone who's watching NFL in the last 10, 15 years will know that you should never, ever bet against Tom Brady because he'll come back and, and haunt you every year um for me the final game i think this one is the most exciting game um of the whole thing i think this is for me the two best teams in the afc the two most exciting offenses and probably in the entire league maybe as well as the packers i think this game is going to be an absolute storm i think i know the buffalo have got a good defense and the chiefs defense has improved but i think this is going to be an absolute shootout i think we could see shades of the rams chiefs back in the 2018 2019 um and i just think both teams are going to be it's going to be back and forth you saw the bills get seven straight touchdowns you saw the chiefs get 30 40 odd points against the steelers uh and i think you know it's just going to be a really really good game this may well come back in my face and be an absolute uh, damn squid but i'm going to go for a chiefs win and I'm going to go for Chiefs winning 45-42. <laughs> I'm pretty, I, I said the same thing about um, the Super Bowl last year. and Look how that turned out. So I'm probably going to be wrong with this prediction. But I just feel like it's going to be... I think we'll, we'll, we'll look back at this game in 10 years' time or even longer than that as one of the greats. I really do. I think this game's got everything you need. Two really exciting callbacks, two really exciting offences. And particularly Bill's defence is really good. And this Chiefs one, I think, is vastly underrated. Um we'll go to you first, Adam, this time. Um what's your prediction score prediction for this game?
3: Yeah, I mean we'd all love a 45-42. Uh, <laughs> I'm I'm not sure if you'll get that in the playoffs. So that's the only thing. Um yeah. it's gonna be very tight. It, it's there I think there will be a lot of points. I, I can see it. Um I I feel like I, I tend to look at the I tend to look at the stats and see what, like, how teams are doing on defence, rushing, passing, all that sort of thing. Everything about the stats makes me go for the Bills because of that defence, everything about it. The Chiefs' defence has improved since the beginning of the season, but it still struggles in certain areas but I just feel like the chiefs have got something over them at the moment. And it it just kind of feels like the last couple of playoff games, it's gone the chiefs way. And maybe, maybe it's the bill's turn this time, but it it really does feel like the chiefs have got something over them. Um, I think I'd probably go for something like 30, 27. So the chiefs, I I think that kind of score is probably more likely. Um, But yeah, it's it's going to be very close, and it'll be a very exciting game to watch.
0: Yeah, looking at the stats here, looking at the sort of the the defensive stats. I mean, the Chiefs got the sixth words yards per game allowed, and the sixth words total yards allowed passing wise. Uh, the B- Bills are first in both, uh, in terms of the rushing game as well. Uh, the Bills here, they're a bit low down. They're actually the Bills are actually m- mid table. You look at their rushing yards allowed, and looking at the Chiefs. Um, they're even further down so I think you're completely right I think in terms of the stats and the yards per game I think that you know both teams have there's a clear difference in terms of um, these teams in, in their defences and looking at the points allowed as well Buffalo are number one in points allowed and the Chiefs are actually in the top 10 so they're not too bad in that that part of things but I think you're right I think in terms of the playoffs I think the Chiefs are way more experienced they're looking to be the the fourth team in history to um, go to three straight Super Bowls, so um, they've got the experience, they've got the head coach for it, and stuff like that. After, after the build, I think Sean McDermott is an extremely underrated head coach, but I just think the Chiefs have got something over them. Um, right, go back to we'll go to which Freddie to, go to first. We'll go to Freddie Hall first. Uh, what, what are, your, what are your predictions for this game?
1: Uh, I've had the Bills going to the Super Bowl since the start. I'm going to ride that train still. Uh, I think the Bills beat the Chiefs 34-20. Um, yeah, I think, I think Josh Allen's got it going on at the minute, and I think this defence has really got it going on. I, I think, uh, if, if I'm honest, I think uh, part of me feels like it might be a bit of a Chiefs thing that happened in the Super Bowl last year. I, I don't think they'll boom throughout the whole game. I, I'm, I'm giving them 20, and I, I, to be honest, I think it'll be sort of late, late points um the Bills are just rolling people and you know you can say what you want about the Patriots but Bill Belichick's best head coach ever and that defense has been incredible all year and they rolled them they're 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 rolling people and uh I have been a bit they have annoyed me a little bit the Bills this year so I don't think they have been as bang for your book as as I thought they would be they have been disappointing in certain games obviously notice notice um, mostly uh, when obviously the Jags game was uh, an awful game for them, um, but I think they've just got something going on at the minute, and uh, I really believe them. And, and I, I, to be honest, that they're my team, I want to win, the, I want them to win the Super Bowl. Um, I think they deserve it, I think they've been with the a shout every year. This is the year for them, um, so I'm going to get them 34 20.
0: Yeah, I'm looking how we ended the seasons. I mean, looking at the Bills, their last four games they won all four. And all four of them were by at least 10, 15 points. Um, and they were, the teams they played as well, they were you know, not the best teams, but they're still quite emphatic wins. Whereas the Chiefs also played not the best opponents and they won their last four games. They won only one by more than five points and they lost one of them as well. So I think the Bills have gone to the playoffs, which you need to go into playoffs with a lot of form. The Patriots proved this over the years and um, looking at that as well, All the signs on paper lean towards the Bills, but you just don't know in the playoffs. You don't know at all who's going to win. Um, Finally, Freddie HD, uh, what's your predictions for this game? I think I know which way you're going to go.
2: Um, Well, bearing in mind that earlier on in the season, we had our discussion and you said that the Chiefs would make the AFC Championship, and I said there was no chance on earth that it would happen. Mm -hmm. The Chiefs have turned themselves around and have looked pretty fantastic ever since, so I've had to eat my words most of the way through. Um, but thankfully, they're coming up against, in my opinion, the best team in the AFC in the Bills. Um, and I we watched. I watched this game earlier on in the season. It was a Sunday night football game, and the Bills crushed the Chiefs. And it was pretty much from that point. I thought, well, the Chiefs are probably out of it. But then, of course, they've bounced back, and it's completely different. Different now. We're in the January playoff football. Um, Mahomes has never not made the um, AFC Championship as it as the starter at the Kansas city chiefs, which gives me a bit of a doubt on this game. I just think though, that the bills have now established a run game. Devin Singletary is, is actually delivering where he wasn't earlier in the season. Josh Allen is a threat with his legs as well. Um, Their run defense. I still think is a bit questionable, but then it is also for the chiefs. I just see more on that bill's defense than I do with the chiefs defense. And I think that's going to be the killer. Um, it is it is an arrowhead which helps with the partisan and atmosphere but i am going to go with the bills i don't think it's going to be particularly high scoring either i'm i'm going to go 24 to 17 to the bills
0: fantastic uh, before we do go um i want i've not actually told you this i want to get from you guys just very quickly who you vote for as your coach of the year so for example my vote goes to mike fable for the fact that he's had, you know, he's got the most wins in the NFC, number one seed, without his main man, and a lot, of in, a lot of injury problems. I think they've had the most players on IR, they've had these 80-odd players this year, so that's why I'm going for Mike Frabel as my coach of the year. Um We'll go to you first, we'll go to Freddie Hall first. Um, Who would you pick as your coach of the year? Uh,
4: it's a hard one, to be honest
1: with you, because you could have someone obvious with, you know, who who has won loads of games or do you look at as coach that has developed the team um I, I, I don't know i don't know why i'm going it's probably because it's wrote down my piece of paper here but it says bengals but i think zach taylor's got to be able to shout i, I really think they've really turned it around there and they've really got some direction there um, and, the, you know, they've, they've won a division, which is meant to be one of the hardest in football. You know, I like, I like the Steelers, Ravens and Browns haven't done enough to, to be able to call the strongest division in football now. Um, but Zach Taylor's been really brilliant for the Bengals there and it has really, really pushed them along. Um, and I, I do think Sean McDermott's in with a shout as well with the Bills. Um, I, I'm going to go for Zach Taylor just for, just for something different, I suppose.
0: And then Freddie HD, who's your coach of the year?
1: Um, I can't believe I'm
2: going to do this, but I'm gonna make Adam a happy bunny. Um, I'm gonna go with LeFleur um because he should have won it already and hasn't done yet. He's the guy who's been consistently getting the Packers to the ever since he's been the head coach. The Packers have always looked like the strongest team in the NFC, even though they haven't made the Super Bowl yet. Um these awards are normally judged in the uh, in the regular season and you should be judged on what they do in the regular season. And the Packers deliver year after year after year. Um, I know their division's pretty awful. Um, I, I know their schedule's been OK, but they've still beaten some good teams. Um, I, I honestly think that, yeah, he, he deserves it. And I know everyone goes on about how um, oh, it's Aaron Rodgers who leads them to, to X, X, Y and Z number of wins. But you can't just win with a quarterback. Um, we've, 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 I know it makes a huge difference, but you there are other parts of the game and um, their defence has improved massively, as we said earlier. Um, he's just the guy that I think doesn't get anywhere near enough credit that he deserves and um, fully deserves the, the title.
0: Yeah, and everyone that argument always annoys me because everyone says, about, oh, it's Aaron Rodgers who's the reason why they're good. But then if that was the case, why didn't Mike McCarthy get them all the way? So I think it shows how good the floor's done. Um, and they've been by far the most consistent team this year. Every team's had their ups and downs. Most teams have had their sort of their good period, their bad period. But the Packers, apart from week one, have been pretty much good every, every week. So, yeah, huge, huge credit to the floor for this season. And the last two were before that as well. Um now, um, Adam, are you also going for your head coach, or have you got somewhere else in mind?
3: I feel like I don't need to say anything. I mean, it's all been said for me. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I, I think it's about time that he got some form of recognition. I, I really do. It, it, they keep going, oh, it's because Rogers is there. It's because Rogers is there. And don't get me wrong. Obviously, Rogers is one of, if not one of the great, you know, the greatest quarterbacks to ever play. But the fact is, is that in three seasons he's gone thirty nine and ten. You know, and it's you know it, this the schedule wasn't the easiest. It, you know, I mean they had to they had to beat all the four teams in the NFC and the West. They beat all the four teams in the AFC North. It's tough to uh, there's some tough teams in them divisions that are supposedly the hardest ones in football, uh, and and they've gone and beaten them all. So. I think it's about time he got some recognition for it and, you know, got the number one seed again for two years in a row. And, uh, yeah, I, I think I think there's no reason why he shouldn't get it. I, I would, I kind of agree a little bit with Freddie when I, I say, um, when he says Zach Taylor, I can kind of see where he's coming from uh, with that one. And also Vrabel as well. I think just getting Tennessee there without Derek Henry, you know, both of them guys have done really well, but I'd probably go for Le Fleur.
0: Fair play, fair play. So before we round up, a recap of everyone's predictions. So the Bengals Titans, I went for 28 to 30 28 Bengals. Freddie went for 27 24 Titans. Adam went for 24 21 Bengals. And Freddie, uh, well, went for Bengals 28 20. The 49ers Packers, uh, I went for 28 17 to the Packers. Freddie Harper Davis went for 37 17 Green Bay. Adam um, said 27-21 to Green Bay and Freddie Hall said 26-17 to Green Bay. And then since the, Card- the Cardinals all Rams against Buccaneers, I went for 24-17 Buccaneers. Freddie went for the Buccaneers if they play the Cardinals and the Rams if, uh, the, if the Buccaneers play the Rams. Uh, Adam went for Buccaneers, uh, whoever they play, and, as did Freddie Hall. And then finally, for the Bills Chiefs, I went for a 45-42 Chiefs. What a thriller that would be. Um, Freddie harper Davis went for 24-17. Uh, Adam went for 30-27 Chiefs. And Freddie Hall said 34-20 to the Bills. So that does conclude our uh, Wild Card round review and our divisional round preview. So, do, um, so thank you, everyone, for coming on, first of all. And thank you, everyone, for listening. Um, I have been your host, Andy. These have been the two Freddies and Adam. And we'll see you next time.